one of the the questions that I asked myself or that the publisher asked me uh, when, when we were writing it was, uh, okay, uh, you know, who's the audience, George? And I'm like, you know, okay, they're, they're thinking, okay, security professionals, is it, is it security architects? Is it, you know, so, no, it's everyone in IT. Um, everyone in IT has a role to play when it comes to zero trust. Um, and, and in a way, zero trust is that, uh, is that rallying cry, right? It, it helps us move in all in the same direction um, so that we're focused on, on delivering that mission of, of, of containing or, or preventing breaches. Welcome to The Edge, the official podcast of the SSE Forum. The SSE Forum brings together people like you, the IT practitioner, who are conquering the biggest challenges in networking and security. Together, the members of the forum share strategy, uncover requirements, and discuss best practices for enabling the modern workplace through security delivered at the network edge. To learn more about the SSE Forum, go to sseforum.com. IO. This podcast is sponsored by Access Security. Access Security secures the modern workplace. They make access to resources and applications impossibly simple and completely seamless. Take the Access 29-Minute Challenge. See how easy secure application delivery can be. Learn more at accesssecurity.com. And now, on to the podcast. Today in episode four of Breaking Down Zero Trust, we have a very special guest, author, artist, visionary, lawyer, and CISO for SMU, George Finney. He sits down with us to talk about his journey, why people are essential to your security program, and his new book, Project Zero Trust. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, uh, all of our listeners, and welcome to a, another special edition of our podcast called The Edge. Today, uh, we are really happy to have Mr. George Finney here to talk to us about Zero Trust. Uh, and I will lead off with the first question. Um, George, can you maybe give us some kind of background into how you got into IT and security? I noticed from uh, stalking you on LinkedIn earlier on today for some background reading that it appears you kind of got in from a network point of view. Um, but I'd like to hear kind of where you started off and how you transitioned over your first couple of years. Yeah, that's, that, that's right. Uh, my, my name is George Finney. I'm the uh, Chief Information Security Officer for Southern Methodist University here in Dallas, Texas. Um, and I, I got my start, uh, you know, I, I thought uh, actually uh, when I was in college that I would be a stockbroker. Um, you know, weirdly enough, uh, I, like I, uh, over spring break, my senior year, I went out to wall street and, uh, and interviewed there. And, uh, I thought, you know what, uh, let, let's not do that. Um, so I, you know, I, I kind of came back to Dallas, uh, and, you know, everybody was talking like, Hey, go, go get your, your Cisco certs. That's, that's the big hot thing. Um, so, you know, since, since my dream of, of being a, a stockbroker kind of, kind of went by the wayside, uh, yeah, I started, uh, you know, working with computers and, uh, that led kind of very quickly into, 
to, to this, the world of security. Um, I, you know, I went to a couple of startups where uh, I had to kind of branch out, not not just on the network side, but uh, more on the sysadmin side. I had to run, you know, the email surfer, uh, you know, patching web servers and and all of the the PHP vulnerabilities that were coming out even back then. Um, so uh, after a few years of bouncing around at startups, I, I decided, uh, you know, this, uh, this this is cool, but I'm going to go to law school. Uh, uh, so don't hold that against me. I'm 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 actually a lawyer, um, but uh, you know, uh, man, I, I've I've just really loved the uh, the experience here at a university. Um, it's a really great great quality of life, um, and it's afforded me the opportunity to to write a, a few books on, on on the side as 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 well as teach, um, and and I, I just love the you know being able to give back. Um, and share my experiences, you know, th through my career. Um, but you know, I, I think that's one of the things that that we've got to do a really good job of is, is setting the next generation of cybersecurity professionals up for success, right? We don't want to have to have them, you know, relearn all the same lessons that that, that we did. Um, so, so hopefully, there there there's some good takeaways in in, in those books. Um, and, and you know, gosh, I've always kind of wanted to be a writer and. Being able to 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 merge that with a career in, in, in cyber has has been just uh, a really amazing. I mean, I, I'm I'm just kind of beside myself every day when I get to get up and go to work in the morning. So, talk to me a little bit about um, you, you mentioned uh, people getting into the industry, into cybersecurity. Uh, I'm sure at a university you see a lot of folks coming in uh, to the building and, and maybe meeting with you, maybe having an opportunity to have a class or whatever it may be, interacting in some form or fashion. Um, what are your recommendations for folks uh, looking to get into cyber uh, or even IT? Uh, what are some of the, the base technologies they need to learn? And um, I know you talk a lot about people and uh, uh, what are some of the other side of the people skills that uh, you recommend they, they dive into? You know, I, I start out with curiosity, right? You, you don't actually have to have a degree uh, in computer science or cyber to make a difference in cybersecurity, right? Uh, I've, I've actually stopped uh, requiring degrees or certifications in my job descriptions because I, I want people who are curious and passionate, right? And I, I think, gosh, that, that's, that's one of the things that I think is, is challenging, particularly around university programs is that uh, you know they're 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 kind of necessarily out of date um, with with kind of the current trends. Uh, you know just because of the challenges to get, get classes accredited. Um, so yeah, I mean I I I would say you know what find out what you're curious about, right? You know, is it uh, you know uh, pen testing? You know you know can you play around with uh, Cali and Metasploit? Um, you know, are you interested like like I did? You know, I I kind of bought uh, a bunch of used uh, you know uh, uh, switches and routers and firewalls on eBay um, and kind of built my own little you know internal network to play around. It's it's easier to do today with you know virtual machines and, and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, fi you know, kind of being interested and 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 kind of going after it uh, that that curiosity I think will pay off throughout your career in especially in cybersecurity because we're always on the bleeding edge, right? The, you know, the, the things that are going to uh, help us secure our, our, our communities five or 10 years from now just don't exist today. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I know lots of great folks who are Microsoft sysadmins and those, you know, the, the same, you know, uh, MCSE certifications from, 
you know, 15 years ago are, are still basically the same as they are today, right? Cyber is different. We, we have to be really, uh, I guess, em, you know, em, embracing of lifelong learning uh, because there's, there's always new attacks coming. Uh, there, there's always, you know, kind of that, that learning curve that we have to go secure the bleeding edge. Um, but, you know, I, I think the other bit of advice that I give to, to students is, you know, I, 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 I think the number one key to success in your career is, is, is going to be your soft skills, uh, right? <laughs> I mean, but most people that, uh, that, that do really well um, can, can really interact well with people. And, and you know, I, I think the, uh, the cliche about security people is, you know, we're all introverts. We, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're spooks, uh, you know, we're all dressed in black and wear hoodies and, uh, you know, uh, you know, are, are, are stuck in our, our, our uh, basements all the time or whatever, whatever the, you know, cliche you, you, you want to pick is. And that's not necessarily true. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be that way, right? We don't have to do it that way to fit in. Um, I, you know, I, I think we can be collaborative, uh, and, and help partner with people, right? We can have nuanced conversations about risk, uh, and and you know it doesn't have to be you know it's it, it's my way or uh, you know we're definitely going to get hacked, right? I think there's there's lots of different ways to uh, to skin the security cat, so to speak. No 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 offense to any cat lovers out there, <laughs> um, right? But uh, gosh, I, I think you know focusing on hey, hey building relationships building your network uh you know th those things are are your keys to 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 learning more than uh than than what you can learn on your own um you know whether you know here in Dallas we have the Dallas Hackers Association right Lo lots of uh you know great people who are passionate about uh security are, are getting together and in, in, in a lot of different ways whether it's you know OWASP groups uh you know what, whatever your 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 kind of interest areas are um, you know, th th there's there's a place for you to go. You know, meet other people, connect, um, and, and and build those relationships in, in in a lot of ways that you know. Again, when I was starting out, uh, LinkedIn didn't exist, right? You know, it, networking was was a very different uh, thing way way back in the day. Um, so I, you know, I I say embrace those things. Don't don't kind of shun them because you know the advice in security is uh, you know never use social media. Um, you know, I, I think there are ways that you can use it uh, carefully and 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 focused uh, on you know achieving whatever you know uh, goals you you have for your career. Uh, so so yeah, you know, definitely work on your people skills. And uh, you know, I mean, nobody's born with perfect people skills, right? It's it's always going to be a practice. So don't don't let that uh, you know stop you. I'm by the way an, an introvert. I, I I don't identify as a as an extrovert. As you know, e even though I'm on a podcast and it sounds like I'm you know, an outgoing, you know, conversationalist, but uh, really that's, that, that's, that's not, you know, me normally. I, I, I like those points that you were making. And when you said you were, you're an introvert, whereas I clearly am an extrovert and I'd really be interested at some point and understand where, where John is. Um, but I've done those Myers-Briggs and all those tests and I always come out as a, as an extrovert, no doubt. So John, are you an introvert or an extrovert? I'm a little bit of both. Um, <laughs> there's days where I'm very much extroverted, and then there's days where I'm like, I've been too extroverted, so it's time to go rest. Um, so I, 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 will, I will be at a party and then uh, have a great time, and then at some point you'll never see me leave because I just depart and like, yeah, like Kaiser so say. Um, so let's uh, let's talk. You know, one of the in reading about uh, you know some of the stuff you've done and and some of your approaches to security and how you run your team. Um, 
I was very intrigued by the uh, the personality test. So the I think it's the cyber personality test. I don't know if it's focused on CISOs or anybody in cyber, but um, can you talk to me a little bit about that? And because uh, I'm very interested in always the the people aspect of of technology. Yeah. So so my last book uh, it came out in 2020. It was called Well Aware. Uh, and you know, I, 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 we we called it well aware in, in part because it, it's about security awareness, but it, it's it's kind of bringing the 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 wellness uh, program kind of approach to uh, to awareness. And uh, you know, I, I I kind of you know started out with this observation that that's you know been proven out in, in lots of different psychology studies that uh, you know fifty percent of all human behavior is based in habit. Um, and so okay, you know, cool. Um, I, I think if we're going to measure behavior change uh, when it comes to security, we're just generally in security awareness. Um, it has to be, you know, through 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 some kind of metric. And so I broke that down, you know, the the habit of cybersecurity down into actually nine unique habits that that we can, you know, uh, come to every day. Uh, so what the what the personality test does is it helps you kind of start to uh, to to identify what your own uh, strengths are when it comes to cybersecurity habits. Um, and I found e even, you know, working in IT, uh, working with some of my, my, my peers, uh, I, I found, you know, my, I, I've caught myself kind of saying like, uh, you know, they don't get security. It's hard to work with this guy or, or, or that, you know, uh, person or whatever. Um, and actually I, I think taking that personality based approach, right. We, we do the same thing with Myers-Briggs and, and, and other things. Uh, but once that light bulb went off to say like, Oh, I know what my personality is on, on this, you know, uh, uh, you know, spectrum, if you will. Um, yeah, I, and they have a different approach, right? And and you know, one of the other foundational things we know about security is uh, from from Maslow's hierarchy of needs, safety and security are part of the foundation of of, of our human experience, right? We can't reach our full potential um, whether we're in security or whether we're in accounting. Um, unless we've met that that need for for safety and security and i think also you know things like see something say th something the reasons that those programs work is because everybody wants to play a role in security right they want to have uh some part in, in helping kind of you know get to that and and that and that's what the personality test does right you, there, there's a great place to start with knowing right who you are what your identity is um and you know for for technical folks you know, I, I've gotten a lot of you know feedback from people that have taken the test that like, oh wow, this this really helps. You know, I want to know more about my team, um, and like they're, they'll they'll get their whole team to take the test, uh, and and you know, again, I think that helps them collaborate better when it comes to security uh, because you know not everybody's doing a hundred percent of the job, right? Uh, you know, I'm the guy that is always on the lookout for for the next new you know vulnerability warning. Um, that's that's my vigilance habit. Uh, but someone else on the team, uh, you know, might be much more deep detail oriented and, and they're, you know, focusing on documentation or they're making sure that, uh, you know, our, our, our incident response plans are up to date, right? Uh, th those natural kind of alignments with security, I, I think, again, is, is, is something that's missing from, uh, from bringing new people into security that, that, that we want to be technical. Um, you know, so again, I think about long-term career burnout. Right, you know, I, I know I'm good at something, uh, but it's really hard on me, and I don't want to do that forever. Uh, whereas, if you start by aligning with your values, that 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 I think can can get you started. Um, I think it's also really important to help uh, non-technical people 
to 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 under, you know to understand that you know where they're at relative to security, right? We've all got our own uh, unique perspectives. One of my board members, um, you know, I was I was talking to him at a at, at, a, at a presentation and. You know, he's like, yeah. You know, I, I, my bicycle was stolen. I mean, he, he's he's a very wealthy individual. But he, you know, he, his bicycle was stolen when he was in college, and that really, uh, you know, lasted with him. Like for for thirty years later, uh, it still bothers him, right? He's got a really, you know, kind of defining, you know, uh, uh, you know, event when when it comes to security. We all have those things, and yet, um, you know, when it comes to cyber. Uh, we, you know, some people feel intimidated by it. It's technical. Maybe they're not technical. Uh, you know, you know, maybe they're 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 just reacting to the fear that that we have about cyber in the media. Um, but everybody has to play a role, right? So we've got to break down that fear and help people find an identity when it comes to security. Uh, you know, even in non-technical roles. And so, uh, one of the things I'm working on now is building. Uh, I, I've got a training course uh, up on. Uh, Udemy that, that you know thousands of people have taken, um, and we're converting that into kind of a more of a traditional uh, security awareness uh, 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 platform. Uh, in, in part, just because you can make it a lot more interactive uh, than than just being you know watching me talk about security <laughs> habits for uh, for an hour and a half. But uh, you know, and I, I think that approach, right, whether you're technical or non-technical. Um, you know, you can start to build habits. Everybody can do that, right? You know, it, it's, you know, it's, you know, if people can quit smoking, uh, you know, that's a habit, right? We can change. Uh, if, you know, people want to work out, uh, right? You know, we, we give them the advice, like, go to sleep with your workout clothes on, right? Eliminate those barriers, um, you know? And, and so I think, again, following along those same lines to help people kind of see themselves, you know, playing a role in security, I think everybody's got a role to play. Let's talk about zero trust. Uh, we've 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 interviewed uh, you know John Kindervog, uh, Chase Cunningham, Paul Simmons, and recently uh, Jim Revis as well. Um, there's a lot of a lot of of architecture uh, involving this particular term zero trust. Uh, and the question I always get, at least when when I'm asked uh, you know, if I'm say wandering around RSA and this happened a lot, is what does zero trust mean to you? Uh, you, you know, uh, I mean, I, I, I hate that question. <laughs> um, uh, you know, just just because it, it, you know, it assumes that, you know, you know, everybody, you know, is, is allowed to have their own opinion of what zero, which, you know, okay, cool, you know, everybody will have their own opinion. But, um, you know, I, I think there, there, there was a specific vision that John had when when he coined the term zero trust. Um, and I was so my, the, the book comes out, uh, on October fourth, uh, it's called Project Zero Trust. Uh, I, I got I, uh, I I got to work with John uh, on the the book itself, uh, and you know I, he he was kind enough to share like all of his notes, all of his uh, kind of background, um, and we collaborated together. Like, okay, here's the scenario. How do we uh, how do we how, how do we kind of tell a story? Um, but but you know, so I, I took the inspiration from you know books like the Phoenix Project that that kind of helped. Uh, folks understand like DevOps through telling a, a, a you know a novel based approach around uh, a fictional company that, that that does that. So that's what we do. Uh, we've got a fictional company that uh, you know they, they're they're breached and you know they decide they want to implement zero trust after that. And and what does that look like? Um, and so you know, I, I, gosh, I, I think John's definition is very simple, right? There, there's there's you know you, you, there's a lot of ways to 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 say it kind of 
differently, but uh, you know, uh, zero trust is a strategy. Uh, the, the strategy uh, is to prevent and, and contain breaches. And we do that by removing trust relationships in, in, in our different computer systems. Um, and the way we do that can, can differ wildly between organizations, between what technologies you use, uh, but the, the, the strategy is still the same. And I think the reason that, that zero trust really does appeal uh, to, uh, to presidents, right? You know, President Biden or your board of directors or your leadership is because in business, uh, they know that the, the only way to have success is to, to have a strategy for, for reaching your goals. Um, and, you know, I, I think we struggle uh, and, and I don't think there are uh, any other real uh, well-defined strategies in cybersecurity, right? When you think about defense in depth, right? Cool. I mean, I, it's a good concept, but uh, it's not a strategy, right? You know, strategy has to have two parts. It's got to have, a, you know, a goal and a plan to, to reach them. Uh, with with something like defense in depth, the, there there is no uh, you know way of measuring when you've you know when you've achieved it uh, or or how you know how how well you're doing other than you've got more layers, right? So um, so to tell that uh, you know kind of okay, we start with that definition, um, but it, it plays out in a lot of different ways and a lot of different you know elements of your uh, your 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 organization. So whether that's uh, your ERP system, whether that's, you know, you've got your DevOps pipeline, you've got a SOC, uh, you know, oh, oh my gosh, there, there's so many different ways to think about that. And, and I think helping people understand what it really means to, to have trust in a digital system and how to, how to spot it um, and, 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 and how to remove it effectively, you know, again, doesn't necessarily need a, a whole bunch of new tools, although, uh, you know, that might make the process easier. Uh, it really, you know, takes time. Um, and 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 focus and energy when from from your human beings, um, and I, I, it it takes all of them working together. And so you know, in the story, uh, we 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 bring together a team of people. And I think one of the the questions that I asked myself, or that the publisher asked me, uh, when when we were writing it, was, uh, okay, uh, you know, who's the audience, George? And I'm like, you know, okay, they're they're thinking. Okay, security professionals. Is it is it security architects? Is it you know? So, no, it's everyone in IT. Um, everyone in IT has a role to play when it comes to zero trust. Um, and and in a way, zero trust is that uh, is that rallying cry, right? It, it helps us move in all in the same direction, um, so that we're focused on on delivering that mission of 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 containing our. Uh, and, and you can do that in a lot of different ways, but. Uh, how you get there is is by building a team and 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 developing that habit, that practice of you know doing that work every day. Because everybody knows in IT, there's there's lots of ways to deliver a project, um, and you know the, there's there's kind of like okay, I I, I did my minimum viable uh, product, right? I I got you know the the, the project done, uh, but it it was the 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 basic, you know, I, I, I didn't really turn on logging. I didn't, you know, do all these other things that I probably could have done. And, and you know, gosh, I mean, we, we are uh, human beings. We've got pressures. I've got a family to go home to. I got, uh, you know, other projects to, to deliver. Um, there's a lot of competing interests in, in, in that. Uh, and, and I think, you know, again, you know, if, if we're aligned around that, that strategy of zero trust, uh, you know, hopefully we can start to, to, to focus in on what's important and deliver that uh, in in the context of uh, aligning security around the business. Yeah, I mean, one of the questions that I asked uh, Doctor Zero Trust, Mr. Chase Cunningham, was, 
do you think we can actually ever truly get to zero? Because my concern was, are we by closing a lot of doors, actually pointing attackers more, more towards the doors that we've left open? And that's like question number one. Question number two is, is there in your mind a place where people should start the journey? Because that's something I asked John, and I won't tell you what his answer was because it made me laugh. Uh, you know, I, I think that's an interesting question, right? And and obviously, you know, security is a process, right? You know, we're, our organizations are always evolving. Uh, we're always upgrading. Uh, you know, people are coming and going. Uh, you know, the, the business itself can change and we can pivot to, to some new market, uh, for example. So, uh, you know, I, again, I, I think, it, you know, security is kind of a living, breathing uh, thing. So, you know, can we ever reach zero, um, you know, maybe at a point in time even? No, I, I don't know. I don't know, that, I don't know that you can, you know, measure it and quantify it quite to, to that degree. Um, but, you know, can you, can you, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I think probably you can get to to the goal of uh, preventing or containing a breach without necessarily being at a you know hundred percent or zero percent or whatever, however you want to measure that. Um, and you know, again, I think you've got to align security with the business, right? Some businesses have a, a significantly higher risk appetite than others, uh, and and so you know, again, I think when you align security in the business, maybe the business says, you know what. Uh, we can't fund all of these initiatives. We can't give you all of the resources you need uh, uh, to, 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 to get to zero. Uh, you know, we think an acceptable risk tolerance is, you know, uh, 1.5, I don't know, whatever the number is. Uh, and, and again, I think that's, a, that's an important part of that process. Uh, again, different organizations may have different answers to that question. So, uh, you know, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, it's always an evolution. And, uh, you know, if if I'm you know at, at the table, <laughs> gosh, I'm I'm going to be pressing hard to to get as close to zero as we can uh, with with whatever resources we have available, and and you know I'm going to uh, you know you know find different ways uh, of of kind of uh, making sure we get there. Uh, you know, uh, whether it's I don't know discretionary budgets or calling in favors or uh, you know whatever we have to do to to, to get that job done. Um, you know, I mean, I, this is not going to be a super sexy answer to, to where you begin, um, but man, uh, you know, you, you, uh, I think it was uh, 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 Socrates that said, "Know thyself," right? Uh, so you, you've got to start with, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, your inventory, your risk register, uh, your business impact assessment, right? All of those things, uh, you know, I, I think are, are maybe prerequisites to starting a zero trust journey. Because uh, you know, again, just like any other you know security program, you can't uh, you can't protect something if you don't know what's there. Um, and so, you know, again, I think to to have a really you know good zero trust uh, uh, initiative, uh, yeah, you you you've got to start with understanding yourself. Uh, and and you know, John's got his concept of, of uh, protect surfaces. Um, so you know, again, You've got to know enough about your organization to know what 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 your protect surfaces are and and how you're you're going to protect them before you get you really get started. And I think that's a that's a key call out. Um, 
and I, I didn't hear you mention it, but I, I think you alluded to it uh, in your book, uh, which you know generously gave us an advanced copy to read, and I love it. Um, and I'm so glad that you didn't. Uh, your main character is not a CISO security person; it's actually a director of infrastructure. And when I saw that, I was like, "Yes, finally!" Uh, and and to watch that person go on their journey. Um, but getting back to my my question is. Uh, you talked a lot about it in the book and, and, and Kinderbog as well uh, mentions this. Uh, you've got to know the business. You've got to align with where does the company uh, make their money uh, and understand that. So you can kind of understand this, this transaction chain of, uh, you know, where does the money come from? What are the risks associated with it? So you can kind of align your project around that. Um, I want to ask you, how do you engage the business? You've obviously in your role had to do this, uh, get them on board with a new security program, a new security strategy. Um, can you kind of discuss the, the methods you've used in the past to get the business involved? Because it's not just about IT security. It's it's really about everybody in the organization. You know, you know I, I think my, my personal philosophy is to, to, to build trust. Uh, you know, and, and it starts day one, uh, your first day on the job, right? Uh, and, you know, I, you know, I, I think a lot of organizations will, will push uh, their security programs with, with, with FUD, right? We, you know, use fear to get budget, right? That's, that's kind of a, you know, the, 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 you know, the underlying, uh, you know, uh, dirty truth behind the, you know, the security industry. And um, I, I, I try not to do that as, as much as I can. Um, you know, there are scary things out there and I can't necessarily, you know, sugarcoat them. And, and, and I think that's part of, uh, uh, you know, my, my approach is um, the, the unvarnished truth. Uh, you know, you, you've got to find a way to speak truth to power. Um, and, you know, that's a super fine line to walk. Uh, but I, you know, I also, when I approach a, a proposal, for example, uh, to, to, to put a new tool together, uh, or to 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 you know launch a new program or or, or whatever it is when in, in my security program, um, I build a business case, um, and and again that that's something that you know the the business leaders understand. It's not that I'm just asking for another you know half million dollars to do X thing that sounds really cool. Um, they have some confidence now, and I've, I've been at SMU for for 19 years, so you know long standing relationships with, with with some of our leadership. So, so you know, they they know and trust that that when George asks for something, um, he's going to have done his homework. Um, he's going to sh share his notes. So, you know, a lot of folks at a university have PhDs, and they're they're going to read whatever you write down. Um, you know, I you know we we don't you know you know treat them like they're dumb. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, uh, gosh, if if I can get data to to support, uh, you know, my uh, my my you know proposals. Um, you know, maybe that looks like I, I do a pilot with a vendor to show, uh, you know, what the underlying, you know, you know, scope or magnitude of, of, of an issue that we're dealing with is, um, you know, those kinds of things. Again, I think, okay, cool. I, I you know, I've, I've not had our leadership turn me down uh, to a security proposal yet in 19 years, right? And again, I'm not asking for the moon. I, you know, I, 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 you know, I'd love a billion dollars a year to go uh, secure us, but we're not going to get that, right? And and I think understanding, you know, what's reasonable and 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 how we can do our best to protect it. Sometimes, all you know, I'm like, okay, this tool, we're getting an open source tool here. 
this is you know this is just as good our, our team has the uh the skills to use it uh you know we don't have to go spend you know a six-figure number on a uh, on a you know a commercially supported tool um cool and and i think those kinds of things again you know in the scope of the overall program i i, I built that trust that um uh, you know george is going to uh, tell us when there's a real issue um you know he you know he, he's going to keep us informed but um you know we're, we're not going to get a lot of fluff that's that's uh that's had a a, a huge uh, amount of success over the years but um you know if i were a new CISO uh, you know, at, at a different organization, I, you know, gosh, it, you know, it would take time to build that. And I, I, I worry um, that, you know, with, uh, you know, with the reporting that, you know, the average CISO tenure is just like two years. I mean, that's, that's really just one budget cycle for you to have gone through that process. Uh, and, and man, I, I think that's, uh, that, that, that's a big challenge for, uh, for us collectively in our, uh, for our security of our, you know, companies to, just to, to be able to deliver on, on, on things takes a lot of time sometimes. Yeah, they say um, people in their jobs uh, are really not effective for almost a year. Um, and by about two years, they're starting to be effective and the real uh, benefits to an organization is in years two and four. So uh, a CISO that uh, you know is just two year life expectancy, if you wanna say that, um, you're absolutely right. They're, they're almost, maybe making their way of just the first assessment of the organization and budget, you know, considerations are, are barely there. So uh, maybe that speaks to the, the amount of money that we spend in our industry and uh, what do we get for it? So, but one of the items I wanted to go into is, is, is on the book, um, the main character, uh, it's unfortunately his first day, <laughs> finds out the, the company has been breached. Uh, it didn't give me as bad a PTSD as uh, the Phoenix Project did, because the Phoenix Project just kind of went on and on and on. I could see my role of this, this disaster happening. And so you, I'm, thankfully, you threw him in uh, right at the deep uh, end of the pool right away. So I appreciated that. Um, but uh, they go on to form a team. And um, it's made up of different folks uh, in, within IT and, and then also the business. Um, as people, you know, in roles similar to yours or even infrastructure start to take on this zero trust journey, um, I'm curious if you can kind of detail out, uh, you know, what is, who, who needs to be on that team if you're able to form, let's call it your uh, Avengers of uh, zero trust, who would, who do you see the, the resources that are going to be successful for you to have that uh, outcome at the end of the day? Uh, so, so a little bit of inside baseball. Um, I actually named the main character. Uh, I gave him the same name as the uh, Seth Rogen's character in the movie The Interview. If you've, you know, kind of, kind of a, kind of a big deal in, in the security world. So, uh, just, just a little nod. So, uh, so Aaron Rappaport is is the name. Uh, but gosh. Um, you know, I, I think the, the the first thing that, uh, that that you'll need to do, uh, and, and this is where a lot of us start, is uh, you know we bring in uh, you know, the the network, the uh, or or the firewall uh, person. Um, so so you know, okay, cool. Um, that that I think is is where I started my my zero trust journey, right? Uh, you know, I, I I thought about firewalls a lot. I thought about policy. Um, and you know, again, I I, get, uh, I I didn't know prior to the writing the book and working with John that John has a design methodology, right? So it really closely follows the design methodology, and one of the steps in it is building 
uh, your, uh, uh, your policy. Um, but the way that John talks about it, uh, he, he references Richard Kipling's poem uh, about the, the, the five W's, right? Who, what, when, where, why. Um, and I, I, th I think that's a really nice way of, of taking the, the, the general way we think about firewall policy um, and, and kind of abstracting it uh, so that you know, we can apply that in, in, in other areas, right? Uh, so the, the second thing that I, I, that I would think uh, kind of underpins all of zero trust is identity. Um, so you know, you've got to have a, a person who's involved in identity, whether it's Active Directory, whether you're using Okta or whatever. Uh, you know, I, I think as you, particularly as you get to the cloud, uh, you know, identity really is the cornerstone of everything that you're going to do there. Uh, you know, the way that we're evolving with, uh, you know, uh, SASE, for example, uh, uh, you know, really aligned around the concept of zero trust and what, uh, you know, what's in NIST 800-207. Um, but you've got to have identity right. And, and, you know, you've got to have a strong partner there. Uh, identity is really unique in, in security because you have to be really tied in with all of the business, right? You, you have to understand their, their business practices, hiring and firing, uh, but also, you know, what they, what they use technology for and how they use it to really get permissions right. Um, so from there, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, maybe this is in priority order, um, but uh, gosh, I, I brought in a project manager uh, to the story. Uh, and, and that project manager, again, not not super technical, and and we kind of acknowledge that in the book uh, that 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 person doesn't have to be super technical, uh, but helping make sure that those projects roll smoothly, uh, making sure that security is you know baked into the project process. Um, so 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 really the 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 you know the kind of the beginning and at the end of the book are uh, you know they've uh, they've been breached. Uh, but at the end of the book, they've got to implement zero trust before they do their new product launch. Mm -hmm. um, and all of those other project management things, uh, all of those other projects that are in flight around an organization need to have some element of security baked in. Uh, again, it's, it's much uh, more efficient, less expensive to, to have security baked into the beginning. Um, I have a trainer on, on, on our team, uh, on our zero trust team, uh, because that person is training. Uh, all of the, the the individuals in your organization, right? So you want to start to influence culture uh, and baking security training into every training that you do, uh, you know, it is again, you know, whether you, you know, okay, I'm, you know, we're setting up a, a little website, we're using, you know, you know a, a Adobe InDesign to, to do every element of that can, can incorporate security, uh, even if it's just, you know, two or three minutes of, okay, here's, you know, here's something to watch out for. Um, you're also going to need, uh, you know, if, if you're a development house, uh, you know, your, your DevOps folks have to have uh, good security baked in. Um, so, you know, I, again, an, another person uh, that, that needs to be on, on the team. Uh, so, you know, hopefully that's helping folks, you know, think more holistically about uh, who, who's on the team, right? Whether it's uh, you know, do I need you know desktop support or, or help desk folks to 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 be integrated? Uh, do I need uh, you know I, I, you know DBAs uh, or other folks to 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 be a part of that team? Uh, you know, I, again, I think it takes uh, a, a, you know a good representation of your your IT organization to to have a seat at the table. Um, 
And I, you know, at the beginning, I, I kind of acknowledge like, you know, all these folks get pulled into the zero trust team and they're thinking like, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the B team. Like the, the A team is over there, you know, doing the breach response. Um, and actually I think, I, I think it's the opposite, right? The A team is there uh, to deliver on the long-term success of the organization and, and zero trust really is central to that mission. Yeah, great answer. Um, the, the folks that I, and, I've been debating this one is end user uh, compute teams. So uh, we see a lot of conversations around posture and clients and, and uh, it's an area I haven't really explored very much, but um, that was one area I thought, yeah, they probably need to be on the, the core team there. You know, I, I think it's true. I mean, for, for a couple of reasons, right. Uh, but uh, you know, again, the, the, the technology that people use every day, they're, they're steeped in that. Um, and, and they can kind of have their finger on the pulse of what people are actually using. Uh, you know, is there shadow IT out there, for example? Uh, but also, um, they're, you know, in, in people's offices every day. And again, that setting that tone of culture throughout the organization, uh, there, there's, there's no one more important in IT than, uh, than, than those folks at the help desk or, or, or you know, desktop support. Yeah, we always called them the ambassadors of IT. Yeah, because they're yeah. out on the front lines. Uh, they're the folks that people think of when they think of IT. They don't think of the the network manager, the infrastructure person, or the developer. It's the it's it's Johnny who helped me with my computer yesterday, or helped me with my set up my Zoom call. So, uh, the ambassadors of IT. Yeah, they're definitely the face of IT. We're we're all hiding away in the dark somewhere. <laughs> Maybe sometimes the MVPs. Um, this has been very enlightening. So, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you, George. And, and I wish you much success with the book. Um, I love the concept. I love that we're going to be able to uh, bring zero trust to uh, uh, not just the security folks, but across IT and uh, hopefully it's like the Phoenix Project. I actually had my 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 mother uh, read the Phoenix Project because she's like, "Well, what do you guys do? What you know, <laughs> what is IT really about?" And I'm like, "Here, read this book. You, you'll you'll get an appreciation for it." Um, so, uh, looking forward to seeing that that happen and and uh, this this movement called Zero Trust continuing. Um, any last words? Um, you know, Project Zero Trust comes out on October 4th. So so pre-order your copy today, I guess, depending on when this comes out, you know, or when, or when you're listening to it, uh, you know, de definitely check it out and, uh, uh, you know, uh, reach out on, on, on LinkedIn if you, uh, if, if you like it. Let me know. This podcast is a production of the SSC Forum. Editing and post-production is provided by John Spiegel. Sound engineering is expertly conducted by Chris Danby. Food recommendations? Solely the territory of Jay Tilson. Thanks for listening and give us a follow on LinkedIn as well as on Twitter. Twitter.